0: rolling
2: We hear that again. <laughs> I'm Gordon Monse. Yeah, it's me. Uh, Jake's not here today. He's got the week off, but Austin Horton is sitting in. I see you, Austin. I see. Hi. you. And uh, Scotty G will be stopping by to uh, chat with us through the show today. Uh, so uh, welcome in, man. We got a lot of football to talk some basketball, a little bit of golf because I know Austin loves that so much. And uh I uh I'm excited about today's show. I mean, it's a Monday and usually I'm dragging a little bit on Mondays, but I what feel What golf news is there? Well, the last the last time I checked Tony Finau was uh was right there on near the le- top of the leaderboard in what major? Not not a major.
3: Oh, so it doesn't matter. The Northern Trust. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still, come on. In an exhibition. Got it. <laughs> you would say that if I was talking about the Masters. And then we'll recap, uh, you know, BYU softball. <laughs> no. No, but Tony Fiena has a big story around here. Get around to a uh, USU tennis.
2: Hey, don't be ripping Tennis. That's close to my heart. You know that. Okay, let's lead with it. <laughs> I don't think there's a whole lot of tennis going on right now with the universities. Just individual stuff for the summer. But uh, Austin, welcome in and appreciate you uh, being here. And uh, got any big news from the weekend? Uh, no, no.
3: What did I do this weekend? Nah, no, did a lot of nothing. Well, got that's the, pretty good. Got the yard done, taken care of. Did so that's, some. That's uh, not nothing. Did some things. Uh, not, not any huge news. I've got a bunch of school teachers in my family that needed. Uh, that everything started today. Mm. So that's. Uh, it's been panic city over up there around those parts. But a lot of folks started last week. Yeah, your Salt Lake elitists started last week. Yes. No, I don't know about that, but. Uh,
2: uh, Austin, I had a milestone thing happen over the weekend. You
3: sold your car? Nope. You bought a That's third b- car. Better than that. You changed a sixth diaper. <laughs> My
2: mom's birthday was yesterday, her 95th birthday. So That is
3: so freaking cool. Happy birthday, mom.
2: What'd you guys do? I went up there and visited with her. Uh, at this point, what does mom want? You know, (laughs) to be left alone, maybe probably, yeah. (laughs) She'll want to see my ugly mug at the door, but uh, I went up there, took her a a potted plant. You took
3: her a potted
2: plant, yes, I
3: did. Is that what you get? Is that the 95th birthday gift? I don't know, like the anniversary, like there's a wood anniversary and a silver anniversary. This is the the potted plant birthday. I, I didn't check
2: into that, I just went into the store, found a plant that I thought might last a while.
3: No, you did it. I did. You grabbed the first thing you saw. And no, thought, ah. no, no. I sat, stood there and considered, and what what type of uh, considerations were were given?
2: Just all the different plants and flowers that were there. Well, what did I, you pick? I, I looked at the flowers and I thought maybe I'll we'll get her some flowers. I've done that many times before. And I thought, no, they're they're cut. They're dead. Get her get her something alive. That
3: she has to have responsibility. The water once a week and rotate into the sun and give it some vitamins and play it some Mozart. Yeah, I hadn't really thought of that. See, what if someone gave me a potted plant? Be like, how long before I can throw this away?
2: (laughs) I think I'm not sure because the the pods weren't open yet, but it looked like a lily to
3: me. But I don't even know. I I couldn't really high considerations given (laughs) this and that and the third. Yeah, it was literally what I said. Oh, it looked like a roll in and grab the first thing on
2: there. (laughs) It looked like a healthy, you know, <laughs> burgeoning plant weed, <laughs> so with I, no blooms. So I gave her that and just sat and talked to her for a while. And uh, so, Did you guys I, break bread or anything? Uh, my sister, who uh, was there, uh, had some soup. Of course,
3: I I didn't do it. Uh huh. Well, she knew who was coming. <laughs> soup king of Salt Lake. It was good. It was good. So uh, navy bean. What yeah. were we talking? Uh, it was chicken.
2: Chickens? Yeah, with know. some vegetables mixed in, some hearty
3: broth. Well, happy birthday to the uh, cannon shot survivor of 73.
2: Yeah, we didn't bring that one no. up. I, we went down memory lane, but we didn't bring that one up. Am that I one. close on the year there, by the way? 73? Uh, it was probably before that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was probably. Oh, probably, yeah. You I, weren't an adult yet. Yeah. I, I, I would guess I, it was probably. 63? three. Six, six. No, late 60s, maybe. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you very much. But uh, we hope everybody had a a wonderful sports weekend, wonderful weekend overall. And, uh, Austin, why don't we just get right into the split story, shall
1: we? Two guys, two topics, two opinions. Two talk. give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
3: They've made it tough uh, the entire time, and it's going to be a close call. But we feel like we've got enough body of work now to make the call. And they're they're both really good players, so I can tell you that. And we've got a you know good we've been
0: going equal reps uh, all the way up to today, and I'm getting close now to being ready to just you know divvy up those reps a little more to give the starter whoever's going to start the first game, give him a little more. So we'll start getting to that real soon. It might be, might be as early as Monday. I wouldn't say that there's definitely a lot of separation. I'm just say that we feel really good about three quarterbacks.
2: So there you hear uh, Kyle Whittingham and Aaron Roderick and Kalani Sataki talking about their quarterback situation. And news comes down today that Charlie Brewer will be the starting quarterback for the Utes. And uh, can we just say that it's going to be Jaron Hall for the Cougars? Can we just come out and say that? Isn't that what everybody knows? Isn't that what they, they know? Right? Right. I wrote this last week, and, they, you know, they, they're they just misleading. They know who it's going to be, and they want to make it sound really close, and maybe it is fairly close, but they know who
3: their starters are. If they don't at this point, then they actually it's not a good thing. That's what you've heard for the last— what six, seven days of camp availability is oh, it's a good thing to have this close. Of a, I don't think it is a good thing. You gotta have at this point a, a fair idea of who is ahead of who. What's the likelihood that you have
2: either two or three star quarterbacks in your camp? I mean the likelihood is low of that, right? I, I guess it's possible. It's possible, but it it, it doesn't seem likely. To have three that could be a star in your program? I mean, right now?
3: No. Yeah. I've got a couple theories for you, Gordon. Uh, Of course, Utah, according to Josh Newman of the Trib, who's going to join you at 3.30 today, Utah will go with Charlie Brewer as the starter. I've got a theory about Utah, and that is, and it was explained in uh, his own words from Kyle Whittingham on Saturday. He said, we owe it to Cam Rising. That's what this has all been. They owe it to Cam Rising to make it close, to give him a shot, to give him an opportunity. But it was never going to be him if Charlie Burrell was healthy.
2: He's, uh, let's, uh, let's pause for a moment to praise Cam Rising. Sure. Dude has worked his butt off to get back from that injury. And he is a good player. I think he is good. I do. And I think they like him. I, I've been told that the coaches up there really like Cam Rising. But he's not their starter. That'd be Charlie Brewer. And uh, that was fairly evident. Uh, it's been evident for a long time now. But there are all kinds of reasons to drag this on. One is to pay tribute to uh, Cam Rising for a while. Another is to make sure there aren't any unnecessary transfers. You need two quarterbacks to get through a college season. Sometimes you need three and they want to make sure everyone stays in-house, right? And they like the competition. They like guys to bust their humps because they know they have to, to quote-unquote, earn that spot. And the other thing is, and Urban Meyer used to talk about this a lot. He used to say that, uh, that the, he wanted—he he said that the key word in, in top performance— in sports, whether it's basketball, football, badminton, whatever it is, it's confidence. And where does that confidence come from? From working your tail off. And if you have to work for your job, then you're going to work that much harder as opposed to just lollygagging around and thinking, "Okay, this is mine. I don't have to work as hard." They love that environment, and I think that's what they're they are uh, craving and creating in both at Utah and BYU.
3: Yeah, I I agree, and I think that they do like, as you said, they like Cam Rising. He's smart. He's talented. He is sneakily athletic. He's not going to be winning any 100-yard dashes or anything like that. But he could be the starting quarterback at the University of Utah, but he won't be because Charlie Brewer transferred. Charlie Brewer did not transfer to sit behind Cam Rising. Was he promised the job? Probably not. Was it highly implied? Likely.
2: Which is weird because last year the exact same scenario existed and Cam Rising was named the starter, if you remember. He did, he got hurt real quick, and then Jake Bentley took over. But I think Charlie Brewer's a better quarterback than Jake Bentley, and I think that was fairly evident uh, early on. So, you know, where, where the Utes go from now, okay, they start Charlie Brewer. If he struggles or if anything uh, untoward happens to him or unfortunate happens to him during the season, then they've got Cam Rising to bring in off the bench. I talked to A-Rod many, many years ago when he was uh, coaching at Utah, and he said he was the one that first told me that the, the studies they'd done on the possibilities and probabilities or improbabilities of a quarterback lasting an entire season without missing a snap were extremely low. And so you got to have two starters. And I can buy the two starters. What they're talking about at BYU, I, I'm not sure because – I've seen Jacob Conover throw the football, and he has a nice arm. He he really does. The ball comes out nice, tight, on a rope. And uh, so, you know, I guess it's possible that they have three guys down there. But I think it's Jaron Hall, based on everything I've heard from anyone who would know that such things down there, although they have not officially said a darn thing.
3: Yeah, and so I gave you my theory on Utah that it was they owed Cam Rising, and he earned that O, and he just didn't win the job, and it was going to be a long shot for him to win it. But he had a shot, didn't get it. My theory in BYU is what you're getting to. It's J- it's Jaron Hall. He he checks all the boxes, including injury history, and so you've got to keep it. As close and as tight and as neck and neck as you possibly can through camp, so that when the season begins, if things go wrong, you've got a guy who's not going to miss a beat with the rest of the the offense to come in and spell Jaron Hall. Yeah. And that's why I think it is Hall one, Romney two, Conover three. I've not seen Conover throw. I have to take your and other people's word for it. But he doesn't have the same command and chemistry and confidence with the other ten on the offense. That a Baylor Romney would. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So the theory in Provo for me is Jaron Hall's the guy, but he's got a long history of injuries. And so you've got to have someone lined up ready to go. So if
2: these quarterbacks uh, are owed a little something, would that make them the masters of the offense?
3: Don't do this to me right now.
2: No, you're not in the mood for that?
3: It's 2.14. All right. Can we save this for 4.50? I'll swelch that for a while. Uh, (laughs) The offense? Uh, That's
2: offensive, sir. uh, No, I'm sorry. Uh, Hurry,
3: Scotty. You know, what?
2: (laughs) Austin is, uh, you know, you look like a submarine that's heading down under the surface right now. But, uh, you know, one of the reasons we're so fascinated with this, and I find the whole thing really interesting, because quarterback, the quarterback position, and this isn't exactly breaking news, but the quarterback position has become so important in football. It's always been important, but it's more important now than it's ever been. And you've you got to have a guy who has the physical capability. you got to have a guy who is smart. you got to have a guy who re- reads and recognizes and you got a guy who, who, who can lead the team. You need all of those factors in that position. And I think, Austin, and we've mentioned this before, but I think the quarterback is the single most important position in all of team sports. Can you conjure an argument to that?
3: Uh, Not in today's sports. Maybe back when the point guard was actually a point guard. Maybe, but that's then the argument starts to be well, that's because he's the quarterback in on the basketball team, right, So I think you're absolutely right if you're going to have success, particularly at the college level, but at the pros too, but at the college level it's a it's a seasoned, experienced, talented guy who doesn't hear ghosts running around him yeah. in the pocket. Mm-hmm. That matters so vitally to the college game, and it's interesting to look at Utah and BYU and think we don't really know how good either of these teams are going to be because of the quarterback question. There's other things here offensive line at Utah BYU lost some offensive line of course with Brady Christensen and Chance Herring and others but the real questions are at the number one sport or number one spot in team sports and if they can find someone who's above mediocre going on average then both these teams have a good shot to have a good season, I think. And if they're great? Well, then Utah will win the Pac-12 if their quarterback is great. You
2: know, that's a whole lot to put on one player, but I believe that. If Charlie Brewer is the band and he can stay healthy and he is really, really good, the Utes have enough talent on that team, I think, to win the Pac-12. And that's just based—obviously, that's a guess— But that's based on what we're observing, what we know of that team and how talented it is. Obviously, well coached. And uh, they've got, I mean, they've got playmakers on offense. They've got that great offense, what I think is going to be a really strong offensive line. And you can say the same thing at BYU, I think. Uh, And and it's because it's so key. When I had that talk with Mike Leach uh, a couple of years ago, Austin, you've heard me talk about that. When he was
3: fixing his bike? Yeah.
2: Okay. And and the reason that stands out in my mind so much is because I think I learned more inside of a half an hour talking to Mike Leach about quarterback play than I'd ever considered before, while he was asking for a wrench and trying to you know fix the tire and whatnot and, and swearing, a blippity blippity doohickey swearing, yeah, doohic swearing up a storm while he was doing it. <laughs> the best part. And, and it, I mean, it was arm strength was like fifth on his list of important things. I think it is really important, but they're all important. So football's not fifth. Arm strength is. yeah, okay. Arm, arm strength is fifth. He talked about leadership. he talked about seeing the field, he talked about smarts, make getting the, the ball at the right place at the right time. All the things that you've got to have the arm because I mean, look, there's a, you don't have a you don't have your Einsteinian uh, chemistry majors out there on the field who could probably figure out spatial equations real easily. But they don't have the
3: arm to really. Yeah, do this what isn't they, no. This isn't flubber. This isn't uh, the the nutty <laughs> professor. Yeah, right. or the absent-minded professor. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I, I can't think of anything that's more important in team sports than a quarterback. And I agree with you. I think if Charlie Brewer can play and he shows that he can play, then the Utes are are gonna are gonna win the the conference. And at BYU, if Jaron Hall or whoever they pick. Because it's a secret still, uh, they're going. They could possibly win eight or nine games, and if against
3: they, this schedule, I I think so. Wow, that's that would be that would, and I've heard Hans and Scotty, and DJ and PK, and we've touched on it a little bit in the last few days talking about Kalani's contract situation. That would that would be the end of that talk if BYU, <laughs> BYU did what they did last year, but the teams weren't the greatest of teams, but it was. Mitigating circumstances with COVID and all, and they did what they did eleven and one. Where you went, Mm -hmm. they do that against anything close to that against a legitimate schedule like they have this time around. You got to give Kalani the longest contract in team history. They won't go eleven and one. I mean, there's no way. (laughs) Are they even? Are they playing twelve games or thirteen? No, it's twelve. Okay, yeah. Uh If they go eleven and one, I'll buy you dinner wherever (laughs) you want to go. That won't happen.
2: That will not happen. We can say that, but nine yeah. games, if the quarterback
3: is great, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, but it, that would be a terrific season for them.
2: And if they have a great one down there, I don't know because Kalani says they have three great
3: ones. Uh, yes, I, none of them are showing any separation. Yeah, you heard that
2: sound that we played. Uh, Aaron Roderick came came out and said uh, essentially, maybe we should play that whole thing. But he he essentially said. Uh, I'm getting sick and tired of this, and we're going to have a quarterback by Monday probably. Let's play the whole thing.
3: Let's. It's 30 seconds. Okay. Let's play the Let's whole thing.
0: You know, we've been going equal reps uh, all the way up to today and I'm getting close now to being ready to just, you know, divvy up those reps a little more to give the starter, whoever's going to start the first game, give him a little more. So we'll start getting to that real soon. It might be might be as early as Monday. It would be Wednesday at the latest that we get to that. We're going to go watch this film. We're going to talk about it as a staff. And I think it's, it's becoming pretty clear. And I, if you went and asked the players right now, they could probably tell you. They've battled hard and they've all gotten better, but that picture is starting to clear up for us. I wouldn't say that there's definitely a lot of separation. I'm just say that we feel really good about three quarterbacks.
2: Okay, so if the players know, why don't the coaches know? They do know. This is just game plan. Come on. And why would they do that? Okay, let, let, let's try and uh, create an analogy here. Uh, Austin, if you're studying for a test and you've studied for oh, it, So
3: a fantasy analogy, got it.
2: <laughs> let's say you've been studying for a test for four days. All right? And it's a big one. Are you going to change or or learn anything new in in day five? You're probably not.
3: No, in fact, you start second-guessing what you've learned. Isn't that what they say?
2: Go with your first impression.
3: If you've prepared, yeah.
2: And I know Kalani told us a number of years ago that he didn't want to give anybody any position. He wanted them to work for it and all that stuff. But they know they know. And I, I love Aaron Roderick. Uh, he's, he's a great guy. But he, uh, he you can see him just kind of do that noise you always do, you know, that kind of blink, uh, blink, blink thing. Bing, bing. Yeah, because he
3: knows. He's like, oh, we are close, bing, bing, to picking a starter. <laughs> but the players know. His little eyebrow raise, yeah. Yeah, that's what I loved about that. The players could tell you, and they're not going to. And then Kalani goes, I wouldn't say we're that close, bing, bing. We like three quarterbacks because I decided
2: before the season, before camp started, that we weren't going to tell you who the quarterback was
3: going to be until Wednesday of this week. So let me ask you: Do you think the it's Do you think it's gamesmanship for their opponent? Do you think that it's gamesmanship within position battles, or do you think it's what I was talking about—how they know Jaron Hall's history and the way he plays and the way he gets hit and? They've got to keep Baylor-Romney interested.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. That that could be part like, of Like, why
3: think, else would you do this? I think
2: all of those things are coming into play here, plus the things that we talked about already as far as building confidence and feeling as though a player earned his position. But I think there's also the danger of the sort of the counterpoint to that, and that is the players know who the best quarterback is. They, they've been watching these guys, and they know. And so if you play this game in a very obvious way – at a key position, then don't they start to go? You know, they probably know about my position too, but they're just not saying.
3: You know? So they have to keep all the other positions. Yeah, interested, it just you know? it
2: turns into a game, and I, uh, I think game playing can be can be counterproductive. So we'll see we'll see how it turns out, but uh, it has been interesting uh, as far as keeping folks dialed in on on fall camps at both of those schools. But I think everyone has sort of reached, just like Aaron Roderick has, a point of saturation. So we've got more football to talk about. We'll talk more about Utah and BYU and what's ahead. Zach Wilson had a really good preseason game. And Tyler Huntley's playing as well. But uh, I, I have a little something that might counter that optimism. Just a smidge. Coming up next on The Big Show.
1: This is DJ and PK. Now, you believe that everything will be restored, like if you're bald, you'll get your hair back? 27, prime of your life. So are you restored with your tats intact? Did everybody ask you when you are out in the field, so to speak? We have to go now because we have a serious topic coming up. not this. <laughs> this you, is
0: you. You're Potentially drunk. serious?
1: Potentially. <laughs> I love that. You don't give ground on anything, man. <laughs> you don't give ground no matter what. You stake out your spot and that's it. There's I a- can't argue that it's serious. He's got me. <laughs> but it's potentially serious. It is. Yeah. Has anyone ever retreated but held their ground
3: with the line "potentially serious"? <laughs> What's wrong with that? Probably not. You That's are funny. a beauty, man.
1: Catch DJ and PK mornings from six till ten on ninety-seven five 1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280, the zone in the zone sports network.
4: Cougars at 30 update right here on 97.5, 1280, the zone in the zone sports network. While Utah may have named their quarterback, BYU still on the fence, or are they? Aaron Roderick says he knows who the guy's going to be. It's just a matter of time of getting the uh, settling in and making the official announcement.
0: You know, we've been going equal reps uh, all the way up to today and I'm getting close now to being ready to just, you know, divvy up those reps a little more to give the starter, whoever's going to start the first game, give him a little more. so we'll start getting to that real soon. It might be might be as early as Monday. It would be Wednesday at the latest that we get to that. We're going to go watch this film. We're going to talk about it as a staff. And I think it's it's becoming pretty clear. And I, if you went and asked the players right now, they could probably tell you they have battled hard and they've all gotten better. But that picture is starting to clear up. Up
4: for us <laughs> that is your cougars at 30 update brought to you by davis vision the lasik sale continues on now save a thousand dollars off call 801-253-3080 that's davis vision this is 97.5 1280 the zone
1: is the big show with jake scott and gordon monson presented by big o tires with the lowest price on every tire every day with no credit needed financing options available big o tires the team you trust
4: hands and scotty <laughs> how about that right, right out, out of the, the gate, gate screwing things up yeah. yeah my bad it's the big show scott gerard alongside gordon monson today jake scott on vacation Band of the Day, Gordon, uh, coming via Jenny Gerard. This is my wife. If if Austin were to reach out to my lovely wife and ask what the, va- what the uh, Band of the Day should be, she would immediately say Vampire Weekend. Oh, good. Her well, favorite band. Let's keep Jenny happy. Yes. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. You know, a
2: lot of people don't know this, Scotty, but you guys who who really do like things like play-by-play, and you do all the reads. And, you, I mean, you really have a skill to put it into sort of uh, kind of a an overdrive where you don't even have to really think about what you're saying, right? That's why you said, yes, and hey, Scotty.
4: You just get... It it's it's not good. You get stuck with crutches, and it's but,
2: but no, no. I think it is. It's you know how many skill. times
4: I almost said during the jazz preseason game, like this is Utah State <laughs> basketball from Learfield IMG College.
2: But I mean, that's why you can say it so fast because you haven't committed up here somewhere yeah. to some degree, yeah. And then you get programmed uh, to do it that way. How you doing, by the
4: way? I'm doing well. We have not done this in a
2: while. We haven't, Scotty. Some of my fondest memories uh, doing <laughs> shows through my. And your hey. three three
4: decade career on radio uh, are doing shows with you. So Steve Clawkey sent out a tweet today saying that this on this day thirty years ago was his first time day on the job here in Salt Lake City for the old Kissen. Um, and uh, and I was thinking about it. Uh, I'm you know has got me by a bit, but not much more. Yeah. Because I I I worked down here full time in '03, so I'm coming up on twenty years here in this market. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you got me by a little bit too. I, I
2: started in the uh mid mid nineties. And so yeah, it's been but it, it's been a one heck of a ride, Scotty. Sure has if, if when you if when you joined up with us uh here on the station, um if I had told you where you would be and where we would all be twenty years from now, because radio is transitory. Everybody oh, yeah. says yeah. it's
4: transitory, right? Yeah. And yet here we are. Uh, I wouldn't have believed it. Uh, I actually my wife and I we moved down here to Salt Lake City in 03 to start working in here and I got an opportunity the old K fan and then a year later came over and joined forces with you guys at uh, the old 1280. And I thought we said let's give ourselves let's give it four years. We, <laughs> our, our youngest was only a year. Um, we had some housing arrangements that so we're gonna make things really relatively cheap for us. We're like, look well, let's give it four years. And if it works out great. If not, then we'll just go get day jobs doing what we graduated. She graduated in English, was going to be a teacher, and I graduated in public relations and thought I'd work for a PR firm somewhere. And I thought that's ultimately. But we said let's give the radio thing four years, see what works, and and uh, haven't haven't really done much since. That's all. <laughs> we've been stuck in it for almost twenty years. Meanwhile, now. you've bought two different houses, right? Well, not at the same time, but no, uh, no, yeah,
2: uh, yeah. yeah. not. Concurrently. Yes. I mean, consecutively.
4: Yeah. And uh where I'm at now I plan on dying in that home. Like that's 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 my Well, that's a nice home. That's my place. That is a nice The home. home's okay. The the, the location and the yard and all of that is Muy bueno. Fired yeah. up about that. Oh, uh, yeah. The home's more than okay. It's a beautiful. Uh, house. It's it's a it's it's a modest house. Yeah, oh, it's a little beyond that.
2: That's <laughs> a little beyond.
3: I that. I was going to ask though, you're not the, you wouldn't be the first person to die in that house, right? Okay, <laughs> not okay. Have I talked? Have we talked about this? I thought we had. Had we? Did someone? Die I was just in your following house? someone's Twitter account once. I know. Oh, did she talk about it on Twitter? I think a couple years ago, maybe. What so, happened? My
4: wife, your wife thinks it's haunted. My wife thinks our house is haunted. Now, I've seen a a couple things that could be misconstrued a little bit, but I've never gotten the like floating person <laughs> and, and conversation stuff that my wife claims to have had. Well, I'm not claiming. She hears people talking in her house all the time. And uh, okay, here's the okay. Austin, you're going to give me a lot of trouble. <laughs> I believe my wife 100. Like, I think she's dialed in on that, and so I do. Like, and they're not bad ghosts. They're oh, just they, like they like you. they I don't know if they like us. They're just you know roommates. You know, they just kind of hang out. <laughs> they're letting you share their yeah. space. But my wife, there we have a little. Everybody's got you know the little concrete storage area. You know, uh-huh. and uh, she won't go in there. And I and I totally respect that, and that's totally fine. But yeah, she she swears our house is haunted, and that like from day one when we moved in, she's like, "There's something, something going on here." So so Scotty, but, it, it's, go ahead, go ahead. But so anyway, we get kind of situated in the neighborhood, and we have probably about three or four months later, we have some neighbors that say, "Hey, let's go out to dinner." So um, my and he's he's actually my best friend now. He's he they live kind of kitty corner from us, but he grew up in the house right next to ours. And so he he moved out, their family moved out, he moved back in in a different house in the same neighborhood, and we were talking about the house, and my wife thinks it's haunted, and she he goes, well, you know, your house used to be a hospice.
3: What? Oh, I didn't know this. Oh, you didn't know that? I didn't know this. I was just referring to the haunted. No, talk. no, yeah. So apparently they ran a hospice out of our
4: house, and- Lots of people probably took their last breath in our house, and, and you, you found out about this after she had yeah, had some experience. Let's just say it wasn't disclosed in the uh, in the old closing documents.
2: <laughs> they, they didn't say
4: Casper and the friendly ghost and his friends. No, no. Apparently, uh, apparently, this is where the old el- elderly in the neighborhood came to. Uh, Right off into the sunset, as the you The sick write. ward in the ward. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: so I guess my question, uh, there's so many questions now,
4: uh, Scotty. Oh, and by the way, when my wife heard that, she's like, I knew it. I'm like, uh, you may be right now. I well, can't argue do, do, that. You,
2: do you need a cleansing? You, I mean, well, they're be, fine. They're
4: like, you know, they're you chill. You don't want them to leave? They're f- You know, I think, that, you know, the, like cats hiss every time they come near our house. So maybe it's keeping all the wildlife away. I don't know. See, here's the thing, and, and we don't need air conditioning. It's always you, cold. If you
2: <laughs> if you hire someone to come <laughs> in or bring in some sort of spiritual power to kick them out, and it doesn't work, now you, no, you just to make them angry.
4: Yeah, you don't want to do that. Then we got the old man from Poltergeist staring down at us. You don't want any of that. <laughs> Open the
2: closet and there's a, a big hole there leading yeah.
4: off to who knows where. I'm like, hey, Brody, you know, be careful. Don't go into that room. There's a big tunnel th- with a light at the end of it. Stay away from it's it. there's a slab
2: of meat crawling across the counter.
4: <laughs> Kid has a
2: clown. Jo ba- Beth Williams, by the way. Nice, oh, nice, she, yeah, nice she work be, there. She did yeah. a good job in that. Yeah.
4: Craig T. Uh, Coach was the dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was.
2: And, wow, Scotty, and uh, well, so you're not that's that's you're not thinking like sh- scare you away, go somewhere else because of that particular. No, event. no, I'm totally fine with it. It doesn't. Maybe you could charge more if you wanted to. Sell. Oh, really? Yeah, because I think about it. It's like an attraction.
3: You could do like paranormal visits on the weekends. We did have uh, somebody call in who
4: does that stuff. Okay, and uh, so we got him on the air with on the show with me and hands, and then does what? Got my stuff? wife on. What's he do? I, I goes to houses and. I don't know. Like a microphone? Like like the Ghostbuster Geiger counter thing. Uh So, But we're not going to do that. We're fine. Everybody's good. Is that one of those situations where you would rather
2: not know for sure?
4: Yes, absolutely. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Look, they mind their P's and Q's. I mind ours. We mind ours. And uh, off we go. We're good.
2: See, sometimes people have experiences where the light goes on and off or they hear a door kind of creaking a little bit. But in your case, where conversations are actually being had, that personages and whatnot, yeah. now it's getting
4: real. Well, as long as they keep those secrets themselves, you know, like, <laughs> like, I don't know what they've seen, but let's just stay. Let's just keep everything to yourself, and, you know, we don't need to talk about it. Okay, so one time
2: I was uh, laying in my bed, and this is when I lived in California. Did I mention that I lived in California? Once I or twice. I worked at the L.A. Times. So I was laying in bed, and— Lisa had already gotten up. She was doing something. And I rolled over so that I was facing away from the middle of the mattress. Uh-oh. And my three-year-old daughter was standing there. I mean, her face was right there. And I so I rolled over, and I'm sitting around, You know, you sort of feel like someone is there. Oh, yeah. And I opened my eyes, and her face is right there. And I, I nearly jumped right out of bed. And so I'm thinking, have you? do you ever think about rolling over and maybe having Grandpa Jones stand in there next to your bed?
4: Uh, then we would have a problem if that happened. But so far, we haven't. If that does happen and we see some guy who uh, passed away in my house 50 years ago, then then we might put a for sale sign out front and throw the TV out. out. But uh, that fortunately hasn't happened. But there is nothing worse. I don't, Austin, I don't know if this happened to you, but... When you're waking up and you look and that kid is just staring at you and eyes at, yes, you know, blink, blink, blink. And you're like, what is going on? I don't feel good. <laughs> I threw up. And then you get the whiff of what's they're, been going on. breathing on you. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm. Well, speaking of ghosts, there are probably some hanging around Lavelle Edwards Stadium these days. Great quarterbacks of the past.
4: Well, uh, is Jaron Hall going to be the next? He's going to start the season. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Don't believe all the mumbo-jumbo coming out of there. Jaron Hall is going to be your starting quarterback. As 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 we've all been saying, that Charlie Brewer is going to be the starting quarterback uh-huh. at Utah. If you want to go up north, Logan Bonner is going to be your starting quarterback up there. You just it doesn't.
2: Are they playing the same games up there?
4: Uh, it, I mean, look, I I think that what Austin said in the first segment is true. I I think that they want to have a competition. They don't want to hand the job just right. over to somebody. They want to make them earn it. But in the back of their mind, they they know all along how it's going to play out. I mean, nobody's going to be really surprised by. The outcome of these conversations. So, so
2: Scotty, we've gone through when you we were on your way in. We went through all the reasons that coaches do this stuff, and uh, some of them are very good reasons. What's the downside? Because we just barely bumped up against that when you came back, and and uh, what? Because I mean, players, just like Aaron Roderick said, the players know. Yeah. The players know. So, do you think that that can have a detrimental impact on the
4: team? Uh, the detrimental impact is. Uh, you have a guy that may want to hit the transfer portal and see if he can latch on somewhere. I think that's one of the reasons why they, they try to drag this thing out as long as they possibly can. They don't. Nobody's going to announce a starting quarterback in spring anymore. You'll never see that. Because it, unless that guy's a returning starter and he's got that job locked down, if you've got a battle, you're going to let that go into camp. Because if you tell a guy in the end, middle of April, sorry, you, you're not going to be our starting quarterback, he's out. He's going somewhere else. Well, that wouldn't be detrimental. That would be a reason to do it this way. Well, right? I'm just saying it's detrimental for your depth.
2: But, I mean, it's, it wouldn't be detrimental to play the game because the game is keeping him there. Oh, no, no. Engaged. Oh, I see your point. Yeah, yeah, no,
4: no. Yeah, you're right.
2: I just wonder if, if the players call BS on it sometimes and think it's kind of a charade.
4: I think they all know. And I think, what was it, Aaron Roderick mentioned in in a cut that goes, the players know. Yeah, we played it. Yeah, They know what's going on.
2: And so then Kalani comes in after that and says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" You know, essentially we're not—we don't—it's too too close to call or whatever. I'm paraphrasing, but I, I just—you know—the the players are all just shrugging, going, yeah, "Come on." And I I, I I get it; they're talking to the public, not to the players. But I don't know. I I think when you start telling fibs like that, sometimes it can it can backfire on you.
4: Well, I think you bring up a really good point because the but but also, too, you know, the players want to want that quarterback to earn it. And I think even if the players know what direction it's going, the fact that you're letting these guys compete and leave no shadow of doubt whatsoever who the starter is or who the guy's going to be. And I think that's that's certainly helpful in that regard that these guys know, hey, look you know what, These battled it out, and we know without a shadow of a doubt, this is the guy. You leave no doubt in that locker room who the best quarterback is.
2: Well, and another uh, positive for the thing is that if those players, if there are second-team guys and they're watching, they're going, well, at least these guys didn't decide beforehand, at least not publicly. They are giving everybody a chance. And so maybe that inspires everybody to work their butts off so that they can earn uh, or think that they are going to get an eye uh, for a position that they're working for. So maybe there is a positive impact across all
4: positions. Well, and Kalani Satake, I mentioned, you know, I, I remember him talking about a previous quarterback battle, and he said, you know, we, we, we should have made this guy work harder for the job. And we probably would have given it to him anyway, but we should have pushed him a little bit harder for the job. And I, and I won't do that again. And I think so many coaches, and, and you've talked to so many coaches for so many years, like individual you know, incidents, whether it happened in a game 10 years ago, they get stuck in their head and they're like, that's never going to happen to me again. And so I, there may be Kalani's thinking to himself or Kyle Whittingham said, I'm going to leave no doubt in that locker room. We're going to push. We're going to let this thing go as long as we possibly can. So we all are on the same page. This is our guy.
2: And evidence of that was last year when Zach Wilson yep. was staring right in the face, and and they're going, well, you we know, we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, you know, this guy's a ends up being the second pick in the NFL draft, and oh, we got to wait and see. You know, I mean, it's just it it, it, it just the way it is. Like you pointed I, out earlier, that's the way coaches are doing things.
4: But I get I get it though. They are lying to themselves. Like we all know who the starters are going to be. And we've known for spring ball who the starters are going to be. So let me ask you
2: about what Austin and I were talking about. When Kalani says we have three guys down here, uh, is that a lie, too? Or do, you, or do you think that they have three starting quality quarterbacks
4: in Provo? Okay, great question. And I think yes. Like, I think you've got three quarterbacks that are capable of winning games. you got Baylor Romney, who went up to Boise State and won a big game on the road, I believe that was, what, Boise State's only lost that year? That kept him out of a New Year's Six game. So he's certainly capable. Uh, We've seen what Jaron Hall can do, and I think he's going to be the starter. And then, look, we haven't seen what Conover can do, but by all accounts, the kid can really sling it, and is probably the future of BYU football. So, yeah, I think they've got three dudes out there that could go out there and win a game on any given week for BYU. But right now, I think Jaron Hall's far and away the best option to win right now. What kind of luxury is that for that, any company? Yeah, it's great. And look, Cam Rising won the job last year. I and mean, Cam Rising earned it and won it and was your starter last year. And I think that Utah believes that if anything were to happen, heaven forbid, to Charlie Brewer, that Cam Rising can step in and help win games for the University of Utah. So I think that they're in a pretty good place right now. I was told
2: just the other day by someone that those Utah coaches really do like Cam Rising. Yeah. And it's beyond just doing the guy a favor because he worked his tail off to rehab to get back. And that's one thing, Scotty, you know from playing football, how hard it is to come back from a major injury. I mean, it, people just think these guys just pop back up ready to go. It's hard. And I think we we sort of overlook that sometimes. So camerizing deserves a lot of praise.
4: Oh, a ton of praise for what he's done. And to come back, because it's really easy just to shut it down if you're not – Where you need to be and to shut it down if you're not uh, playing your best, and so uh, and and you have that injury. So yeah, it's it's a problem and it's a struggle, and I totally understand. If you were to just say like it's it's not my, it just didn't work out my way, but he's fought and good for him. That's awesome. All right, ninety seven five twelve eighty the zone and the zone sports network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, it's the big show. Nice. It almost happened. It was close. Uh, coming up a little bit later on, Sarah Todd will join us. Also, we'll chat with uh, uh, Josh Newman, who will join the program coming up at 3.30. It's all right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.
1: the best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
4: Utes settle in on their quarterback. As Charlie Brewer apparently has won the race to become the starting quarterback as the Utes will open up a week from Thursday as they take on Weber State. After the scrimmage on Saturday, Whittingham mentioned he still hadn't made up his mind, but the race was neck and neck between the two quarterbacks.
3: They've made it tough uh, the entire time, and it's going to be a close call, but we feel like we've got enough body of work now to make the call. And they're, they're both really good players, so I can tell you that. And we've got a good situation in that regard where we're picking from two guys that are both very high-quality quarterbacks.
4: Utes get set for Weber State coming up a week from Thursday. The season is almost here. This is 97.5, 1280 of the zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: the big show with jake scott and gordon monson presented by big o tires with the lowest price on every tire every day with no credit needed financing options available big o tires the team you trust
4: it's the big show jake scott gordon monson jake out today he's out this week i'm filling in today austin's gonna uh, slide in here tomorrow hands is gonna handle wednesday pk's got thursday and then uh is going to be hanging out with you on Fridays. Is that right? Did I get it. Yeah. Bam. Good line. Takes a village to fill in for Jake.
2: Uh, I guess so. We're not going to tell him that though.
4: Which of the five of us are the village idiot? Those are <laughs> those are big size eight and a halfs we have to fill.
2: <laughs> Jake's a bigger guy than uh, than people uh, realize. You know. Uh, the Haunted Scotty Gerard with us.
4: Oh, it's not that bad. I bet you can reach us on Twitter, at Gordon Monson, at Scotty G-Zone, at Austin Horton. Um, I bet people have tons of—there are a lot of listeners out there that share their residence with a ghost or two. You think so? Well, I
2: mean, okay. When we first moved into our house, there were some lights that went on and off. Okay. You, know, I, you would hear noises every once in a while. But I think they vacated if they were there. They didn't like what they They're were. like cockroaches. They just— <laughs>
3: Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't your house a new build, though? Yeah. No one else had ever lived there, before. No, it, but I don't was know. Was it, what it to on put, an Indian burial ground?
2: No, I don't know. I don't know. Someone said there was a deer trail
4: that went through there. Oh, I have a deer trail that comes or goes <laughs> through my backyard.
2: <laughs> you ever had any cougars back there?
4: Uh, not in our backyard, but there was a cougar that killed a deer, dragged the carcass underneath somebody's porch in our neighborhood, and consumed it. And, uh, yeah, that... That got people a little riled they Get up. caught
3: on video? No
4: video. Dang. Nor door cam on that, but that would be awesome. You Not. and I
2: bo- both have a friend who uh, has had videoed cougars roaming through his backyard.
4: Tyler? Mm. Oh yeah, mm. that's great video.
2: I know. <laughs> he he sent me he sent me a video of it. And I'm like, oh, don't worry, they they won't come back. <laughs> you know, and then we, the next week night later, they're there. They're back. And he has a, a camera on the back of yeah. his door, and you could just—they did look ghostly too.
4: Oh yeah, that those night camp. Those—that would have rattled my cage a little bit had I looked at the video on that. And and he, but he was pretty proud of it though.
2: You got any rattlesnakes in your yard?
4: No rattlesnakes. Okay. Here you go. Check out this migra- this I know this doesn't. This is the migration pattern in my backyard. Oh,
2: are you kidding me? That's your yard. You got Rudolph and the whole team going through there.
4: All I know is we have some candidates for venison.
2: Can you shoot
4: it
3: no, on your I property?
2: Can't.
4: I've asked. If it's
2: if it's on your property, you can't
3: shoot. No, my, my father-in-law just has one of those motion-activated sprinklers, Uh-huh. and they it scares them off. But then they just come right back and. Well, the thing is, now
4: they just—they don't care. Like they'll—I'll yell and I'll throw stuff. to look at me like, "What are you going to do about it?"
2: <laughs> They're domesticated.
4: That. Wow, that's
2: amazing.
4: Look at all of them. It's not amazing. They're rats with hooves, is what they are.
2: <laughs> like uh, one time, I was uh, at, right after we moved into our home. I was sitting by uh, a door. Uh, that it's like a window and a door. It's right there, and it's right there right near the TV, and I was sitting there watching TV. And all of a sudden, a deer walks up right next to the window, the door. I could have opened the door and, and, you know, punched it. And it was eating eating tulips out of our flower bed, just popping the tops right off them. Would have been a better story had you opened the door and punched it. (laughs) Are deer dangerous? Can they get you?
4: Uh, not really. No. They, they can't, uh... They elk. Can't. Elk will kill elk, you. Elk will get after you. A moose will get you, too, right? No, like, I'm not... The, if a deer sizes me up, I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? Let's go. But an elk, then you got a problem. Moose, you got definitely got a problem. Well, I asked you, Scotty, as me, normal
2: me, if you had cougars in your backyard, but if... <laughs> if uh, if Chester had, I don't know where
4: that. you're going with this, but I want to no know. I just of...
2: wondered if Cougars have ever uh, been back there.
4: No, 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 no. It's cougars. not Draper. <laughs> Sorry, was that on the air? Had a boy. Good for you, <laughs> Draper. React. Let me hear from you. Yeah. Okay. Um. All so right.
2: So, can I ask you a question, yes. real quick, Scotty? Uh, maybe we can tease this, but, but uh, Austin and I were talking about how good Utah and BYU respectively can be if their quarterback is great this year.
4: If their quarterback is great this year, I agree with Austin. I heard what he said. Uh, Utah is winning a Pac-12 championship. I, I, I think that's I, – I don't have any – very few doubts about that. Also, well, let me just say this. I, I, I will have them win in the South. You know, one game for a Pac-12 championship, any weird thing can happen. But I, I think they can win the South, no doubt in my mind whatsoever. And I'll tell you this: if Jaron Hall plays great, BYU's winning nine games this year. Yeah, and that would shock a lot of people. Because and, and the, the, you look at their schedule, and you do a you, you break it down a little bit more. Yeah, there's a lot of names on that schedule, but there's a lot of teams in transition on that schedule. And look, Arizona, you, BYU's going to be heavily favored. You go down the list, like there's some there's some Virginia, games on there you can look at and say, Washington Okay, State. that's an L, but Washington State mm-hmm. should be a win. Mm-hmm. Arizona State, who knows what's happening with that team? Virginia. I mean, look, there's gonna be some L's on that schedule, but I don't think it's a five and seven like people are talking about. I think BYU, if Jaron Hall plays great, could win nine games.
2: Yeah, I'll agree with you. Yeah. And and the quarterback position is so important. Scotty, can you think of a of a position in all of team sports no. more important? Nope.
4: Nope. Starting pitcher, goalie, goaltender. It's all about quarterback. All about quarterback. Yeah, I'll agree. All right, coming up next, we'll chat uh, some NBA and Utah Jazz with Sarah Todd, Josh Newman. Uh, We'll talk to him at 3.30, get his thoughts on the uh, quarterback race that ended today at the University of Utah with Charlie Brewer. It's all right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.
1: Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. CBS Sports College football writer Chip Patterson. Three division championships in the last six years knocking on the door of the college football playoff before falling to Oregon. I think that we have to look at Kyle Whittingham's time in the Pac-12 and Utah's success, particularly over the last half decade or so, and say that they need to be on your short list of contenders just anytime you step in. I think Charlie Brew is going to have a fantastic season. I think because of the improved play the quarterback position, we can see Andy Ludwig's offense produced at a level more similar to what they were able to do in 2019 with Tyler Huntley. I don't think Utah is going to be undefeated, but I think that Utah can win the Pac-12 South in just doubling down on calling my shot, saying that they could take down Oregon in the Pac-12 title game. Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.